Side. They need a three to tie. They're looking for O'Banner. He's in trouble. Forces one up. It's an air ball. And KU will win. Cats will push it. Here's Marquis. Stops and pops for three. Yes, sir. There's the horn. The Wildcats have done it. They win in Austin, beating the sixth-ranked Longhorns 116 to 103. Settles in the hands of Wiggins. Open his left wing. Three pointer is on the way. Switch to Jing. Moneyball number 20 for the Thunder tonight. Final horn makes it official. Thunder rumble to the 150-117 route of Boston. Toby and TJ back with you. It is a Wednesday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. January 4, I'm back. First show for me in 2023. TJ, we got Eric Heft coming up right now, if you can give him a dial. Ooh, color, color analyst, Iowa State Cyclones. Big basketball game tonight, Lloyd Noble Center. It's a 6 o'clock start tonight, so need you to go straight from work to the arena. Don't be like TJ. Don't just watch it at home because it's more convenient. Need you in the arena tonight, 6 o'clock start, 5.30 pregame across Sooner Radio. Iowa State's good, 10-2. and They're 1-0 in the Big 12. They spanked Baylor on New Year's Eve up in Ames by 15. And... uh Eric Heff, their color analyst, has been a friend of the show for many years, and he joins us live now. Good morning, Mr. Heft. How are you today, sir? Well, I'm up. I mean, that's a pretty good start. Every day you get up is a good day, isn't it? It's better than the alternative. That is yes. exactly right. I'm looking forward to seeing you tonight. But how's the season been for the Cyclones, sir? Give us the 30,000-foot analysis of this Iowa State <laughs> basketball season. Well, it's been good. Uh, you know, they've played really well, except for, you know, one game. The game at, in Iowa City was like, uh, hate to play your arch rival and not play well. And not re- First time, really, I can remember Iowa State didn't seem to be ready to go and compete. And Iowa State got out tough by a team that's not known for its, its toughness. So that was bad. Other than that, I mean, you go out to Portland and you, and you knock off then number one. I know, uh, North Carolina is not that good, but still was a great win for Iowa State after beating Villanova the day before. Uh, they've played really well, had a good game against Baylor. You know, if, if you remember last year's Iowa State team, a lot of similarities uh, in terms of really built around its defense. And and I think they may even be better defensively uh, than they were a year ago. The big difference for Iowa State is lately they've been making shots. If Iowa State's making shots. Well, they're pretty hard to beat. When they're not making shots, man, it's a dogfight and a scrum. 
are you surprised at this team last year? I mean, they they lost their two big guns. You know, Brockington and Hunter are gone uh, from a year ago, and yet, it like you said, it looks like maybe they're better. So has this team surprised you? You know, TJ just doesn't surprise me. I mean, I've known him for a long time, for almost 20 years. I know he's just been our second year as head coach, but I just knew he was going to be able to put together a roster that's going to be competitive. And and he's got these guys playing really hard. We only have four guys back from last year, but all key pieces. So uh, I just think uh, we've got the right guy at at the helm. We've got a top 10 recruiting class coming in and a couple of huge commits for 24 already as well. So really, really like the job he's doing. Hey, you know, a couple of guys he brought in, you saw last year. You yeah. Know, a couple of the, the two St. Bonaventure guys. Not real I, happy about it. Yeah, we're not real happy. that hey, They came in here and kicked us, ended our season last year. Yeah, a couple of good players, you know, but I think the biggest the biggest surprise, you know, the, uh, for Iowa State this year is probably Tame and Lipsy. Uh, everybody thought he was going to be a good player, player of the year in Iowa last year at Ames High, uh, but he has to step in with the point guard role because – Iowa State brought in a two-year starting point guard from Temple, and he he didn't make it until uh, September before he was out for the year with injury. So Taman, Iowa State's really leaned thin at the point guard spot, but Taman has really been terrific. Uh, his poise, uh, his strength, I mean, he's he's one of the better freshman point guards in the country. He's exactly what we had to have, and, and I didn't know if we were going to get that. Tell me about the Baylor win. Uh, New Year's Eve, Big 12 opener. Baylor's got a, a really good team, and you guys took it to them. What went well for you on Saturday? Oh, we made shot. We defended really well. Uh, and I think it was a game where we really out-toughed Baylor, and that's not always the case. I mean, they've been really good for, for a long time. Uh, but Iowa State really got after them defensively. Uh, you know, Cryer, or excuse me, uh, Cryer did not play. But Iowa State was playing without you know, Jazz Koontz is, you know, one of the leading scorers and leading rebounder, he's out for a month. But Iowa State played really well, and they made shots. Gabe Kausher, uh, Caleb Grill uh, knocked knocked down the shots. Iowa State made ten threes in the game, and that's a that's a recipe for success. Iowa State also defended Baylor and allowed. I think they made five threes, and they averaged ten. So kind of flipped the script there. Uh, plus, you know, one of the things too, you just can't. We try not to take for granted. We had fourteen thousand three hundred people there who were just screaming their heads off to kind of lift you through a couple of tough spots. And you know, Hilton Magic kind of really showed up on New Year's Eve. Caleb Grill, uh, I like this guy a lot. Uh, he is one of your returners from last year, but uh, not the leading scorer. But anytime you got one of those knockdown shooters, those snipers out there. I just think it adds such a dimension to a basketball team. What's his value to this Iowa State squad? You know, he's a he's a guy that's really grown and matured as a player. He played at Iowa State for one year, then went the he went up transferred to UNLV uh, to play for TJ, and then came back when TJ came back. You know, he's a really good athlete. I mean, he won the state high jump in Kansas. He was the MVP of the of the Shrine football game, a quarterback. He's just a good all-around athlete who's really getting his confidence level right now by far at the highest of his career. He can knock shots down. Uh, well, he had 31 against North Carolina. So, 
made seven threes in that game. He's a guy that can make threes in bunches. Uh, once again, uh, like a lot of shooters, not always as consistent as you'd like, uh, but he gives you great effort, and I think he he loves being at Iowa State. He loves playing for TJ, who he actually originally committed to out of high school at South Dakota State. So he and TJ have this bond. Uh, TJ trusts him, and you know that having that sniper is a big thing. And you know, I, between uh, Caleb and Gabe Kalsher, those are two guys who may go 0 for 7 from 3. Or they might go 6 for 7. So you never really know what you're going to get from them, except you know you'll get good defense and effort. What worries you? What is what is a perhaps a weak spot or a concern for you about this team? Well, you know, we're not a great rebounding team. Uh, we, we've, we've done okay so far, but we're, we're not real thick, big up front. Uh, you worry about the days you don't make shots, you know, and it hasn't happened yet, so, uh, except maybe one time that when the shots haven't fall, when the shots weren't falling, it lets uh, kind of leads to the rest of your game kind of falling off. Typically, that's not the case, uh, but you can get concerned about that and the grind that we are embarking on in Big Twelve play. That you, know, you got to keep your head up. You got, I think, psychologically for all these teams in the league right now. You lose two or three games in a row, and almost every team is going to do that. Yeah. How can you rebound after that? Can you can you maintain your focus, keep keep grinding, and and do the things, uh, continue to do the things that gave you success in the non conference? I think that's going to be the psychological aspect for for all these teams is going to be maybe as big as anything. Eric Heft, color analyst, Iowa State Cyclones, Sooners, and Cyclones coming up tonight. Six o'clock inside the Lloyd Noble Center, Eric. I don't know how much you've looked at this Oklahoma basketball team, but do you see? Have you pinpointed something that you feel like is important tonight for Iowa State specific to this game? Well, I've watched a few of the Sooner games. I think the number one thing is Iowa State's got to make OU take tough shots. I mean, they've got to be really good defensively. And yet, and also be willing to accept that they're going to make some of those tough shots because you're so good offensively. Uh, I, I think that's going to be maybe the single biggest thing. And, and just the fact that Iowa State's going to have to compete. They got to find a way to make, to make Sherfield really work hard for his shots and maybe try to wear him down over the course of the game. Uh, you know, I, uh, I really like that, that young freshman guard. Uh, that's in there right now playing. I think he's at giving you guys a dimension that maybe you didn't have earlier in the season. Uh, I really like him. We've got to find a way to make him uncomfortable. I think those would be a couple of the biggest things. How's uh, John Walters doing? You taking care of him? I know he's quite the <laughs> prima donna there and everything, but you guys get along okay? You know, this is 20 years for us together. Is it? Uh, yeah. Is it, so yeah, I've I've kind of learned to tolerate him. You know, <laughs> you know that's amazing because you guys do football and basketball. That's right together, and I at least get a break from Teddy Lehman after a few games and <laughs> a break from Kevin Henry. You know, but to put it up with each other for twenty years in two sports, <clears throat> that is to be applauded, my friend. You, yeah. I'm sure you've had some. Uh, uh, days where you didn't get along along the way, but still, uh, quite a <laughs> legendary team you've become up there in Ames, Iowa. You know, the crazy part is <clears throat> I did uh, 
24 years of basketball with Pete Taylor before that. So he's the only two oh. guys I've This is my 44th year. You are old, Eric. Dude, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning, looked in the mirror, and said, what happened to you? What happened to you? Oh, my gosh. That's great. Uh, Eric, thanks, buddy. I'll see you at the arena tonight. We appreciate it. All right. Look forward to seeing you, Tobe. All right. See you. Eric Heft, color analyst, Iowa State. You know, he mentioned something there that I think is worth circling back to. Because we mentioned the scoring droughts. A scoring drought, specifically in uh, Saturday's game. He's right. Oklahoma's a good offensive team. And I think maybe this is a, a situation, Teach, where sometimes we get so close to a team that we see their flaws more than we see their strengths. Uh, do they have to cut out the spans that seem to crop up where they go four or five minutes without scoring. Yes, absolutely. But, like, that might just be everybody in this league, honestly. I haven't seen the game notes for tonight yet, but I know going into Saturday they were top 10 in the country in field goal percentage, top 15 in three-point percentage. Like, Oklahoma really shoots the ball. They get good shots. They run good offense and get good shots, which lead to making the high percentage. And it's not just layups because they're, like I said, they're top 15 in three-point shooting, too, in the nation. Grant Sherfield was number one going into Saturday. Now, he went one for something from three against Texas, one for five, one for six, something like that. So I'm, he's probably not number one in the country anymore. But, I mean, he's going to be top three, I would guess. But this has been I, – I, I don't think that's the end of the floor that is of most concern for me. Like, I think most nights OU is hard to handle offensively. They run so many plays. Porter Moser has an encyclopedia of sets. They've got Sherfield, who's a dynamic threat. They got both Groves who can score inside and out. Yuzan now who has become an offensive threat. They got a garbage guy in Jalen Hill that'll go in and, and uh, you know, just get buckets around the rim and you look up at the end of the night and he's got 14 and 10 or whatever. They got a couple of guys that'll come off the bench and get chip in. They run good offense. They're going to score. And that's been proven out now over half a season. The other end is the end of the floor that worries me more. Like, I don't think they have, other than Jalen Hill, great individual defenders. I think that you have seen the more athletic teams like Arkansas and like Texas basically say, we got better athletes than you. We're going to spread you out and take you one-on-one -on -one and mm -hmm. see if you can do anything about it. Right. You know what? I'm going to give Lowe's some credit. I think Lowe's is the second best individual defender they've got and will end up being really good. But Sherfield's average, both Groves are probably average to below. Maybe. I'm average. I'll give them average in case they're listening. Average. <laughs> in case they're listening. You know, I mean, they're not the most athletic guys in the no, world. No, they're not. They're not. 
And I think that that will be the biggest problem. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see OU play some more zone going forward. Just to find different ways to try to get stops. Um, so I don't mean to uh, downplay at all the you know the scoring drought they went on on Saturday and all that kind of stuff. But in the long run, when you hear other teams, other play-by-play guys, other coaches size up Oklahoma, they're going to say, oh, these guys are hard to stop. Because they are. They're, offensively, Oklahoma's kind of a bear to deal with. The other end of the floor is where they got to get a little better, I think. Break time. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. R.K. Blatt brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Your office management leader. Network solutions, fax, copier, printer, scanners, rkblatt.com, 405-943-9800. Also, I've got to mention, uh, coming up later today, Parker's out for the next few days covering uh, some high school All-American events, uh, different things. I think he's down in San Antonio the next few days. But uh, Wednesday and Thursday of this week, so today and tomorrow, Jordan Evans, former uh, Sooner, jumping in with Mike Steely from uh, noon to two. Nice. So... Uh, tune in for that. Mike will have uh, Jordan on the next couple of days and uh, How about hear that? what he's up to. I think uh, isn't he? I think he's XFL now. Okay, I think is what I saw. Um, but he'll update us and be fun to hear from him and uh, what all he's had going on and get his opinions on some things. So he'll be in with uh, with Steely the next uh, couple of days. That's so, good. Yeah, that's very cool. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. This is Ron and Norman. Toby, how come I haven't heard any of our incredibly bad dad jokes we were telling in the hospitality lounge after the game the other night? LOL. Uh, there was, okay, so Ron, I now know your name. Um, <laughs> after the game, after the game, hungry, Chris Plank and I went to the hospitality lounge at the team hotel. And uh, we sat with, uh, uh, you know, some of our guys that we know over there. And we're just eating. And uh, I think they had some uh, flatbread pizzas and stuff. Anyway, it's one in the morning. And um, Ron starts telling some dad jokes. And I said, that's the signal right there that it's time for me to go to bed. Like one one a.m. dad jokes is like the signal. Yeah, you know, we've reached the end of our night. Time to go to bed. So good to hear from you, Ron. You don't remember that's any your of them specialty. Now? That's that's your specialty, not mine. No, I don't remember. No. What happens to OU players? And I guess this question can be for players in general who enter the portal but don't get picked up. Well, they can go back if they are welcome. If they're back, welcome, yeah. Or go to, uh, you know, a lot of them end up going to a lower university, like a D two or NAIA or whatever the case may be. Or, I mean, if you know, if if they just flat decide we're, I'm done, then they're done. So, I mean, or go pro where what whatever caliber they're at. I mean, if they're not. 
if they're good enough to go pro, they're going to get picked up by somebody, I guess. But I mean, that's the answer. If you go into the portal and then don't have anywhere to go, then most of the time you just go back to where you were. Assuming they'll have you. If you haven't burned, don't burn bridges, people. Valuable lesson in life, TJ. Write this down. Don't burn bridges. Hold on. Don't Don't burn burn bridges. bridges. Jim Traber, write that down. (laughs) Hey, by the way, how'd that all go over? Uh, hilariously. I wasn't around the last few days. You know, I got word of it Thursday night, late Thursday night, and then coming on the air Friday, I didn't know how to respond to it because I didn't know what of it had really really been said and in what manner. Yeah, I don't either. So I kind of hit on it a little bit, and then obviously they had fun with it in the afternoon and have since then, and I couldn't oh, tell really? you how many times. Tyler, I keep saying dumb as a box of rocks, and then they will correct and uh, Tyler would be sure to let him know it was only one rock, so he's just dumb <laughs> as a rock. So, <laughs> what does Teddy say about it? Um, don't know, don't care. Don't know, don't care. Well, he did say uh, at one point. Uh, I think it was Friday. Uh, Tyler asked him a football question, and Teddy says, "What do I know? I'm dumb as a rock." <laughs> And I guess, from what I know, Jim may have doubled down on Friday and said that he would say that to Teddy's face, to which I laughed and said, no, you wouldn't. You're just a flat-out liar at that point. You would not say that to his face. So, You know. I love how way- he tried to uh, make you feel better, though. I, you know, if Toby's know really good. Said. Toby's really good. It's just the rest of his crew is garbage. Oh, he said I was good? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think no he, I think he, he gave you praise. I thought I was being ripped, too. I um obviously I get caught up in all the mentions for those things. Like the next morning I'm going to the airport oh, now. Well, it had to have been hundreds of alerts, yeah. Yeah, I look down and I'm like, what is going on? That's usually not a good sign, you know. And so I'm looking at all this and I'm like, Well, I gotta stick up for my guys. You know, I gotta I'm gonna have to post something here to stick up for my guys. And then I got to thinking like I don't have to stick up for my guys. Like Honestly, if you don't think our crew is good, yeah, then you don't know you don't know any like you don't know what you're listening to. Like exactly, I, exactly. I'm not talking about me. I'm just saying if you don't think that Teddy and Chris and Gabe and and the rest of our crew is as good as it gets. Period. Not just like don't stink like elite. Then you just don't. And I, I mean, I'd say this to his face. Like, you don't know what you're listening to. <laughs> like, and I think I'm get, I get along well with Jim. We always have. But that's just an uneducated opinion is all that is. So I was like, I don't need to stick up for them. I don't need to send anything out. I guess I just did. You just did, yeah. I'm, and, not, and we, like, we try, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, like, the, Teddy, Teddy and Gabe and Chris don't need me to rush to their defense and tell everybody they're good. Like, just turn on the radio. Like, they're unbelievable. So, anyway, i just curious how that went down. That's funny. Our uh, our man in the delivery room is the police officer that sometimes texts in. So, uh, oh, nice. good luck to you guys. How's it going? Give yeah. us an update. Where are we at? Where are we at? Well, I mean, don't be too detailed, but <laughs> just let us know how it's going.
Uh, this one wanted to know, how did we know that text wasn't from the mother of Baby Landry? Even more impressive if it was. So, yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. That's true. Um, all the Nashville talk, and you play Aust- uh, an Austin artist, Gary Clark Jr. Well, I was just playing bumper music. I wasn't necessarily playing. I've uh, been playing a little bit of everything today, so. Uh, TJ. TJ is the Jimmy character on Yellowstone. That's OU Architect. <laughs> that's probably right. That's right. That's about right for you. Who do you think you are? Oh, I am probably. You're probably Beth. You're always picking fights with everybody. That's not true. That's not true. Um, I would say Jimmy's probably close or Walker. I'm probably a, a combination of those two. Walker just likes to sit off in the corner and have people Which leave him Walker? alone. He was the con that uh, ended up coming to the ranch to work. Ryan Bingham. Oh, he sings. Play, he sings, yeah. Um, just kind of wants Mike's, to be left alone. What's the old guy's name? Uh, who is he? Uh, is that Lloyd? I think that's Lloyd. Lloyd. Is Mi- yeah. That's Mike Steely, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Steely's not going toe-to-toe, uh, throwing T- punches. Teddy's rip. Teddy's, Teddy's rip. Teddy's definitely who we're calling to have someone taken to the train station. That's yeah. right. Teddy yeah. does the dirty work for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Legends from 6 to 9 a.m. on KREF, certainly. Legends? Yeah. I don't think that's accurate at all. Hey, what are you talking about? I'm a legend. I just told you I was. <laughs> uh, 52% of all marriages in the U.S. end in divorce. Sixth highest rate in the world. Oh, boy. So, I mean, the point, the reason that got brought up is because this is now 19 years TJ and I have been together on the radio. The longest duo in Oklahoma, probably, maybe not. That we know of. We'll probably. say it is. We'll say it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a quick one more, and then we got to go to break. We got Porter Moser. Oh, Porter's coming up. Is Alex Grinch coaching the OU basketball defense this texture? Yeah, come on now. Break time. When we come back, Porter Moser joins us. We got a game tonight in the LNC. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado. We can help. Call 405 735 5510. Six o'clock tonight, OU Iowa State. We welcome in now the head coach of the Sooners, Porter Moser. Happy New Year, Coach. Good morning to you. Good morning, Toby. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Thank you very much, Coach. Thank you very much. Um, All right, quick look back. Texas game, uh, great basketball game, great atmosphere. Needed two more points there in the end. What's your takeaway from that one? You know, obviously, you you start with just man, but like, where, where where can we find two more points and 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 being better? And uh, you know, I I, I I love these guys. They're locked in. Um, they came in. We did so many things we wanted to do defensively against Carr and Hunter. And um, I thought Timmy Allen, um, you know, the their six year senior that he's you know just physically had some key fifty fifty balls, um, toughness plays in that last couple minutes to keep balls alive, to get that offensive rebound. Um, I thought he was an impact guy. But um, the other takeaway I had was, man, I just I know it wasn't the outcome we want, but the people that were there and people around Sooner Nation, it made such a difference to have that atmosphere there. That was the best atmosphere since I've been the head coach here, and the students weren't even in town. And if we can create that more and more, I, I just can't tell you enough how much I appreciate it. 
and uh, hope we can continue to create that kind of atmosphere, and we'll keep trying. To, we'll keep working our butts off to get better. Where do you feel like you've made the most strides? We're about halfway through the year, not quite, but getting close. Where do you feel like you've made the most strides with this team this year? You know, offensively, efficiency has been really good. I mean, we're one of the top in the, in the efficiency category of just, um, you know, what we're doing offensively, spacing-wise. I think, but I still think we can get a lot better there. Um, I think defensively, um, being more connected, I think with, with newcomers sometimes, you know, it takes a minute to uh, how what we do defensively to be that connected. I think we, I thought we were very connected um, in the game. And, you know, what happened was that they just started going ISO. We really took them out of almost everything they were doing. But then they, they went to just try to space you in ISO uh, and, and guard the dribble. But I think we're, we're more connected defensively. Other side of that question, um, if you're going to be a tourney team, if you're going to get where you want to go this season, what's the thing that has to improve the most? You know, I, I think we, we can, the consistency of, of, of being deep. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I think Tanner got in foul trouble. We played 17 minutes. We, we need Tanner more. I think Tanner's had his, some games for us. Uh, we need the bench to be consistent. I, I just... I just think in this league, it's so good. You've got to play well, and you've got to have multiple guys play well because um, there's no nights off. So I think for us, we've got to continue to um, pour into them as coaches, pour into them about what, what they're doing right, what, what they, what they, what, what, help them with what they can do better, and uplift them to, to, to play better uh, more consistently. And I think that we, we talk about, I talked with my staff for this last couple of days. We've got to just absolutely pour into these guys to get them better. Coach Majerus used to always say, you know, I want better players in February, not better plays. And, you know, just keep working on their skills and practice, not forgetting about those, you know, 20-minute pre-practice skill sessions, getting them better. And, uh, you know, it's not about coming with, at me with 30 new plays. I, I want to pour into our players and get them better. So by February, we're, we're improved individually and as we put them together as a team. Iowa State loses Brockington, loses Hunter. That looks like they might even be better this year, Coach. Uh, how You size these guys up for me. How are they doing it? You know, they did really well in the portal. They, they, got, they got two guys that we're very familiar with at St. Bonaventure. Those uh, fourth-year seniors last year that did so well at St. Bonaventure, Ashun um, and, and Holmes, um, both those guys are fifth-year seniors, um, and they got them, and they're, they're doing terrific. Uh, really did well in the portal. Then they took two. Oh, they have two of the older guys they had that they got in the, the portal the year before, in Grill and Kouser, and they just they're now they have four fifth and sixth fifth year guys, and those guys are they're just really tough. You're going to see they're one of the hardest playing teams in the country. I really like their freshman point. Um, I thought they did really well. They lost Hunter and went out and recruited a kid from Ames and kid Lipsy. He did really really well for them. Um, off the bench, they got big Robert Jones. They call him the big energy. He's another fifth-year guy. So they got about five. They're playing about seven, eight guys, and like five of them are like fifth-year older guys, and they just play so hard. What's important for you tonight, Coach? What are the keys to this one? Physically tough on offense. You know, it's, it's they're going to be they're going to get up in us. They're going to deny everything. They're going to they rotate as hard as anybody. They lead the nation in charges. Um, you're going to see. So we've got to physically be tough. I watched both games last year. The one we won here was just a bloodbath. I mean, there could have been 
50 fouls called on both ends. And, but we, we, we fought through some things. That was the game. Bijan ended up having a really good game at the end. But it was, we got to be really physically offensively cutting, getting open. We've got to be smart. They flood the ball. When we drive it, you're going to see a lot of skip passes and ball movement tonight. I mean, a lot of skip passes, spacing, and ball movement tonight. Um, and then we've got we've to just defensively, physically, you know, rebound against them because they all crash the glass. How do you approach with your team this conference? And I, I mean, like, mentally, when you, you got the two games a week and every game's a bloodbath and every game's a, a quad one game, basically, and you've got to be so good. It's just such a mental, obviously physical, but just between the years, Coach, how do you approach it with them so that they're not just exhausted before March ever gets here? It's a great question. I've had my peers ask me in other conferences to just look at our conference and just like I just I've never seen like it. And I'm, you know, for me as a coach, it's it's got to start with me. With I can't come in here and look like walk every day like man, this is just daunting. And you know, I'm I got, I got it starts with me as a leader with my own staff. You know, in practice in in the film in, in the film sessions, but you've got to you've got to learn why we why we lost to Texas. What could we have done better? What we did good. And learn from that, and then turn the page. Whether you win or lose, you got to turn the page and go to the next one. And I don't—I literally have like a sheet over my schedule. I really don't really know what I'm, I'm playing the next two or three games. I, I do know this weekend because I had to talk about the travel. But uh, um, it, it's—but it's for them. It's they—they they better walk in and see Porter Moser, freaking the highest energy guy in the gym every day. A positive energy too, and it's not an energy where um, uh, it's a fake in terms of. I'm patting them on the back. I'm still going to hold them accountable. I'm still going to hold them to standards of, of what we got to do to win. But the, the belief that we can win every single night has got to start with me, and then it's got to start with my leaders, Grant, Jalen, and Tanner. They can't have bad practices. They can't have bad practice. They can have bad practice shooting the ball, they can have, but they can't have bad practices with their belief and their energy and their effort in practice. They can't. Leaders cannot do that when, you, when you're going into something we're, we're, we're facing. I'm not. Uh, I don't want you to give away any strategy. So maybe there's a way you could answer this, and maybe there's not. But you mentioned Texas just kind of spread you out and went one on one. You said the same thing in the, the Arkansas game. They kind of sure. just decided we got we got athletes. We're going to spread you out. I mean, you're going to run into that again on down the line in this conference this year. What What's the answer there? Is there a counter answer there for you? You guys can try somehow. Well. You know, we continue to get better, you know, um, with guarding the dribbler, packing it in sometimes. It's hard to pack in, though, when you got elite shooters. Like, if, if Tyrese Hunter is driving, it's hard to pack in off Marcus Carr, who had 10 threes. So a lot, a lot of it has to do with personnel who you're playing. Does the team spacing you out with shooters and athletes? Um, you know, we, 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 you know, against Arkansas, I tried to change the tempo a little bit and went to his zone, which, which is his thing. Those are things that you can do maybe to get them off the, the attack mode. And, you know, those are things you can change up at times. Jump into a zone come on, and, and do that. I don't like to do it long periods of time. Um, you can do some things where, you're, you know, you're running and jumping. There's a lot of different things you can do, but you've you got to start. I always, I always tell guys, you know, you, you, every coach at, at our level, you sit them in the room, there's 13 scholarship players. How many of you guys want to play in the NBA? And they raise their hands. Like, well, 
if you can't guard a dribbler, you're not playing the NBA. They'll just ISO you to death. So if you want to play in the NBA, you better start getting get better. Start guarding the dribbler, and uh, so that's a basic thing. But guys are so quick nowadays. But you've got to be able to sit down and guard. Jalen Hill is a great example of it. He, he's he's a guy that they don't really ISO very much at all. He can really get his head back, slide his feet, use his chest. And uh, we've showed a lot of clips of Jalen guarding the ball to some of our other guys. Guard your yard. TJ, if you ever Guard go to one of Porter's, right Porter's practice, you'll hear that a hundred times. Guard your yard. Uh, Coach, the Portillo's was off the charts, by the way. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You're a man of your word. Toby, first of all, I, I know you have a huge fan base. I mean, as you should. Yeah, that's I mean, right. One of the most well-liked guys here. I mean, as you should. But I'm amazed at the interest of your eating habits. I mean, my, my, I, I don't really find, it's what's kept us going 19 years around here, Coach. It's his Look at me, Coach. Look at me. It's a cult. It's a cult following, Toby. So yeah. I don't really follow my threads. When like if a tweet goes out, I don't really follow all the threads because you know in coaching, I'll stumble on some negativity that I really want to throw my mind down that road. But I but I saw a couple fun ones of you, so I followed the thread on your. And I'm like, man, people are interested in Toby's eating habits. Anybody what he likes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Portillo should be shipping me some more free food because I think we've sent a lot of business their way in the last week or so. You too, oh, by the way. I'm telling you, taste of Chicago, Melnati's pizza, all that. I really want my NIL deals. I want my NIL deals. I'm it's not above that. It's legit, man. Something those peppers. The peppers is what got me. I was not expecting oh. this good stuff. Yeah. All right, Coach, go get them tonight. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, We'll see you here in a little bit. Thanks, Coach. And thanks for promoting the game and people sooner they should come out and see us. It's a great game tonight. But we're sooner. See you, Coach. Porter Moser, 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, That's not exactly something I'm proud of, by the way, but he's accurate. (laughs) He's accurate. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by R.K. Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, T.J. Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. You think a little differently of me today, don't you're, you? Teach? You're like a man today, yeah. You are. What are you and I going to go out together in our boots? Well, you just let me know. I mean, I wear mine to work all the time, so you just come do a show in studio and wear your boots, and we'll be in our boots together. But, you know, we share can some out, nachos. We can figure out, share some nachos, and go to a concert. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. I also got a new flannel shirt, TJ. I didn't tell you about <laughs> wow. that. Wow. Right? You, you did cowboy <laughs> up over the break. We welcome in now Chris Plank for the crossover. Good morning, Plank. Did, am I understanding that correctly? Toby is now a boot owner. That's exactly right. I just bought myself oh, a pair go. of boots. Yeah. Let's go. So can we coordinate which games we can wear our boots to? Yeah, I mean, come sure. on. It's got to be a part of the broadcast, right? 
Absolutely, yeah. No, I'll work them in when appropriate. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, as as a as a uh, country boy now for uh, what would you say, TJ, two and a half years as a land owner. You know, I got my ranch. So I mean, I, I kind of feel like we could, uh, we could bring this to the broadcast, right? I, like <laughs> I don't know how many ranches are like less than two acres, but I got I got a ranch, Toby. So yeah, let's go. Um, I mean, that's got, awesome, man. You so, own a horse. I think that counts. Yeah, that man. counts. You, yeah, yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's add to you this. lease a horse. I own a horse. Uh, I now have not just a chicken coop, but chickens, uh, and we've added a cat, <laughs> which is a story for another day. That doesn't yeah, give you any credit at all. <laughs> yeah. The chicken, the, the cat actually works against you, I'm afraid. Oh, my gosh, dude. And now, of course, it's a cute little cat, so even though I'm allergic to it, i got to be nice to it. But good times in the Plank household. So the trip was good, then profitable, fun? Uh, you know, Not profitable at all, but, yeah, we had a lot of, of fun. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was good. And, yeah, we celebrated – Surviving football season, which I think is important. As you know, Chris, uh, in our business, uh, we kind of got to say goodbye to our wives and families in August. And uh, it's always celebratory when uh, we reach the end of a football season. So it was nice to get away for a couple of days. By the way, I did want to. Ready to go again. I did want to concur with one thing that uh, obviously TJ alluded to that Porter Moser talked about. It is wild. How infatuated your your P ones are with your eating habits, because Not good. because I put that picture of the the pork chops that I had at the steakhouse, and literally one of the first responses was, "If Toby was there, he'd put steak sauce on that." And I was like, <laughs> "Like who's to say I didn't, bro?" <laughs> so I've got it. Good times. I, I got to post a lot of pictures of quinoa and salads <laughs> this year. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. My vegetable of the day post or something. This is I've got something's got to change. All right, Chris, we didn't get to talk much, but uh, good to talk with you. Have a good show today. I felt like I talked to you because I got to listen for a couple of hours. So life is good. Thank you, sir. Uh, basketball tonight, six o'clock tip, five thirty pregame with seatbelt in the LNC. Hopefully, we'll see all of you there. I know TJ won't be there, but hopefully, everybody else will be there. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.